Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWarGaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos. Today we have a very special guest. We have Terry from Be Cosplay. And as you can see, looking at all this awesomeness, I'm going to take mine off right now because uh, he is the man to talk to about all of the cosplay goodness. <laughs> So I'm going to put this in. I can hear you better. Oh, that's much better. <laughs> so we're going to do some fun stuff today. Uh, so uh, Terry is uh, very much, uh, he is the uh, one to talk to when it comes to the 40K short film uh, Guardsman. Uh, he is uh, one of the many people involved in this short film. Uh, he was the, uh, should I say it for a spoiler alert? Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I should just play the short film. And then Play we the short film. and then we can like talk about it. I think that would be a, a good uh, a good thing to do. Uh, so I see that we have okay. So we have Facebook, we have YouTube, and we have uh, Twitch. Uh, we have everyone here. So uh, we're gonna watch the forty k short film. If you haven't seen it already, if you have, then you'll be seeing it again, and we'll be we'll be able to talk to the person who is uh, responsible for the costumes in the film, and we'll find out what else he's responsible for. So. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that now, and we'll come back. Reigns. Guardsman Reigns. Where in all the hells are you? Oh, there we go. I'm here, sir. Resist. 
Grant me the strength to defeat thy enemies. Grant me the will to defeat the beast. From your grace. Oh, coffee. <laughs> chills oh man I, I i love everything about that the the music uh the the costumes obviously the cinematography the the ambience uh the cg i'm guessing that's cg for the the horror gods uh yeah the cgi cgi was actually done by um some uh, work friends of richard boylan's because he was working at ea games at the time so he uh ah. kind of con he conned them into doing it for him <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm certainly glad that con happened. And uh, okay, so all right, so let, let's dive right in. So you you are the space marine in this film. You made the space marine costume and the guardsman costume. Uh, so how did this all come about? How did this happen? Let's go back uh, to the beginning. Way back to the beginning? Yeah. Like was it was it your <laughs> okay. idea? Did someone approach you? Did you approach? Oh someone? no no. <clears throat> probably probably around um, I would say six to eight months before uh, we shot guardsman. Um, I had not even thought about costuming or cosplay or anything like that. Uh, so I went to a convention and uh, with my wife and you do the usual thing. You pay your $40, you, you walk in the door, you wander around the, you know, all the, all the, the vendors, et cetera. And you may, you know, see a celebrity off in the distance or pay a fortune to go and get a signature and then you go home. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I said to her, I said, what a waste of money. What a waste of time. So instead of going the other way and just not going, uh, obviously I like conventions. I like, um, you know, all the costumes and the bits and pieces and the, the whole the whole fanfare. So I said to her, I said, look, next year I'm going, or, you know, next convention, I'm going in costume. She just looked at me and went, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> she knows I do some crazy things. But um, so uh, anyway, <clears throat> so I bit the bullet. And I don't look any good in spandex. I mean, you know, a little <laughs> soggy in the midsection. And um, so I wasn't going to be uh, donning a, a superhero outfit or something like a Deadpool costume or something. Just no, shows off too much. <laughs> I'd be a fat Deadpool, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, you know what, I need, I need a big costume. I need something I can hide in. 
some with a some with a helmet, so so I can't be seen. Right. And um, so anyway, I had never played Warhammer. Maybe you know I maybe saw a few of the um, the video games and bits and pieces. Never really got into it. Um, so I was looking around for big armor, and as soon as I searched for big armor, the the one thing that came up was Space Marine, mm-hmm. and it was Gary Sterley's, um, uh, uh Trying to remember the uh, blood, 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 blood. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was blue with a with a blood teardrop. Uh, Crimson, uh, <clears throat> Crimson Fist. Yeah. That's the one. Um, so it was uh, his Crimson Fist that I saw, uh, and I thought, "Wow, that's that's impressive. That's a beautiful costume. Oh my god, I want to do that." Yeah, <laughs> that was a big mistake. <laughs> I had no idea where to start. I had no idea what to do. Um, I didn't even know what EVO foam was. I had no idea what to use for glue. I didn't know how to cut the stuff. Um, just yeah, just nothing. Literally nothing. Walked in blind. Um, so I started doing a bit of shopping around and I found EVA foam after about five different manufacturers and, and places. So I found foam. I went, yay, I've got foam. Um, and luckily it was, they were an industrial, um, EVA foam supplier. So they, they knew the right type of glue, right. which was, um, leaps and bounds ahead of what other cosplayers were actually using at the time. Um, saying that now, <clears throat> but, um, so anyway, I, I learned how to use a program called Pepecura, which is a, a paper folding program mm-hmm. that a lot of cosplayers use, a lot of a lot of costume builders use. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Pepecura at all. I'm not. No. Okay. Well, Pepecura is a paper folding program where you can take any object, like any three dimensional object, on a computer, mm-hmm. and it will unfold it so you can make it out of paper. Awesome. It's incredible. It's just, I mean, from the simplistic little bits and pieces right the way through to that in the background, which is the guy, <laughs> which which is the Space Marine from the sh- the short you just watched. Awesome. Um, so it can pretty much make um, you know un- unfold any three D object. Cool. And so costumers use it to convert three D models directly into patterns. Right. Um, now it's gone upscale from there because there's a program called Armorsmith Designer that was designed by um, Randy Kavanagh, uh, which is absolutely priceless. Um, you can actually put your own dimensions in on the mannequin and then apply the parts directly to the mannequin, size it up, et cetera, and then unfold that. It's gorgeous. So it's like custom so, to you, to your body shape. And completely. Wow. Completely. So it's, it's shortcut a lot of problems that we encountered back in the day. So when I when I actually made the Space Marine, I had no idea of the sizing or anything like that. I was just going off um, a set of files that I got off the internet called, um, done by a guy by the name of JF Custom, hmm. um, who I've never found out who JF Custom actually is. I mean, believe me, I've looked. Because uh, I, I just wanted to thank him for such an amazing set of files. Hmm. took me forever to figure out how to do it. But it um, took me about three months to build the armor. That was my next question. Um, so three months. Because I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. Is that, <laughs> is that everything from like conception to like getting the, the putting it in the program yeah. to applying everything to like to cutting it out, learning out everything foam, and putting it together, it painting like from start to finish three months. Yeah, start to finish three months, and that's uh, and um, knowing like a beginner all the way to finished. 
Yes. Awesome. So if I were to like so, make a costume like that, you would say that's a good reasonable amount of time. Uh, it can take like there are people that are take that take six months or a year to build a space marine because they do it in their spare time. Right. I kind of committed myself to it, so I was doing it almost every day. Oh yeah. Um, and luckily, because I work from home, I was able to not not just work um, here doing work work, but also work on the space marine at the same time. Right. And um, you do get frustrated, so you don't do it eight hours a day because it drives you insane. It's like painting miniatures. You just don't do that all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so you go crazy. But um, at the same time, I built a, a second one for a friend of mine. Um, he was supposed to be building it with me, uh, but uh, he didn't have the time. He had the money, but not the time. So he paid me a little bit extra cash on top of the the, the build cost. Yeah. And, um, and so I rattled out. That's why you can see there's two angels of vengeance, um, space Marines kicking around, um, on a lot of photos, etc. So <clears throat> anyway, it took me about three weeks to build the second one. So it wasn't too shabby because I knew what I was doing then. Um, and I had a time constraint and on top of that, I had a third time constraint because my wife said about two weeks out from the convention said, I want to go in costume too. <laughs> so, um, she got a, uh, a picture of a um, sister of battle uh, that was done by a German cosplayer. Um, it wasn't a legitimate um, sister of battle. It was more like just a, you know, a sexy sister of battle. And she says, I want this. So, I pretty much had to make that from scratch with no patterns or anything. Oh, really? From scratch. So that was another good learning curve. It was li literally just, okay, look, stand there while I just, you know, move the foam around you and, and, and draw pictures on the foam to cut out things. Wow. So and, this, um, that was after, though, you made a couple suits already? Yeah, that was after I made the two suits. And then, so at the very first convention in 2018, it was um, April 2018, uh, very first convention I went in costume, um, <clears throat> which was Supernova Gold Coast. Uh, we took the place by storm. We literally just walked in there and, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the costumes were subpar, to be honest. And, um, <clears throat> you know, on the internet, you see a lot better stuff. But <laughs> so... <laughs> okay, that's all relative. <laughs> it is relative, so we found out. We got swamped. We got absolutely mauled by people. Uh, so the convention went uh, from the Friday night through to the Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon. And um, <clears throat> through that whole period, we were in costume for most of it. Now, <clears throat> on the Friday... Oop. Okay, whoops. I still had an alarm going. <laughs> so um, basically, what we ended up doing... Um, was on the Friday night. Sorry, I just got distracted by the stupid phone. <laughs> on the on the on the Friday night, we we turned up there, and um, and went to get dressed in our costumes. And it was, I mean, the organisers were great. They gave us a place to suit up. They gave us a place to you know a, a place away from the crowds um, to to get organised. And then we, I think, I walked a total of fifty metres that first Friday night in three hours. Oh, wow. Because we just had rings of people around us throwing their children at us <laughs> to take photos just continuously. It was it was the biggest, I mean, it blew your mind to, to just, to go from nothing to experiencing that 
uh, was it was just astounding. Um, so yeah, I got hooked. <laughs> <I'll> go. <laughs> I got I got to wear a helmet, full armor. <laughs> Um, I, I was um, on 15-inch stilts. So I was towering above everybody at about seven and a half feet. It was great. And so I'm like right up there and just, yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I got to go out and enjoy myself and have fun. That's so awesome. I love it. There was a little bit more before um, Guardsmen came along. So probably a couple of months later, there's a lot of photographs and videos and et cetera that was from that one convention that had carried out to the internet. Um, now, Richard Boylan and uh, Bowen Modine. So Richard Boylan was the director of Guardsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from uh, Hell's Reach. That's the same. So the, the YouTube series Hell's Reach, yes, that's him. Okay. Um, and uh, so I think he's done a few other bits and pieces as well but I think that's what he's uh, most most internet famous for. Um, and Bowman Modine, who's a producer and director in his own right as well, um, fantastic guy, absolute psychotic Warhammer nerd. <laughs> <laughs> He'd love me to hear that. <laughs> um, but he th- that man know, knows his law. Oh, my God, he knows his law. So uh, Bowman wrote the script for Guardsman, mm-hmm. um, and we went through about four iterations all up, and I'll get to that shortly. But um, so I'll get back to the photos, et cetera. So the two of them came across uh, photographs of the Space Marines mm-hmm. and, and you know, me, et cetera. So they reached out to me on Facebook. Now I get a message from some random guy over in the States going, hey, we'd like to use you in a short film. Are you interested? Then I'm like, uh-huh, Sure. this ain't going anywhere this is like a student film thing or something it's like yeah no no coins coming out of my pocket for this puppy so um i had no idea who who any of them were so because obviously i'm not into i wasn't into the warhammer universe at all so the grim dark and i were just not friends interesting um but you had this the costume yeah well this is the thing is i don't play the game Interesting, interesting. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is sacrilege to a lot of people. <laughs> that is that comes to us. That is a surprise. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, uh, but yeah. Please, please continue. Yeah. Yep. So so anyway, um, they reached out and then they were like, "Oh, do you have any any videos?" And the only video I had was the initial walk video of me testing the suit out. So I'd finished building the suit, etc. And and there was, I did a suit up and then a walk test. And so I clipped that down and then showed them. And you can see that on my YouTube channel, um, which is just Because Play Forge. Just look up, or Because Play. Um, and uh, you'll be able to see that there, like way back in the early videos. Um, and even though I was really unsteady on stilts at that stage, um, and it was almost like a prototype walk test, and it was on grass in the backyard on a hill. They loved it. <laughs> they thought it was so natural and um, et cetera. And it's the best they'd seen. And anyway, I don't know if they were pulling my leg on this one, <laughs> but um, I believe it. So anyway, 
we got we got talking about you know, uh, and we ended up on actual phone calls, yeah. uh, bouncing back and forward with bits and pieces. But I, I found out that they were not kids just doing a student film, right? Um, and Richard Boyland actually funded the thing himself, by the way. Oh wow! Uh, with a, with a, with a lot of favors from Bowman's side as well, because Bowman pulled a lot of strings. Yeah. Because um, you can't do something like that on a seven thousand dollar budget. No, <laughs> which no. is what the which which including my airfare was, the the budget. That was my next question. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna kind of dance around the question because you know some people are, but I, I was very okay. curious to know how much. <laughs> but that's incredible. <clears throat> Seven thousand bucks. Um, that's incredible. Now, the, but the problem was, and well, the the bonus was that uh, Bowman had a lot of friends in the industry, um, as well as uh, his wife Sarah Garth who's a premier uh, videographer mm-hmm. and DP, mm-hmm. um, she ponied up and, and did the, the videography. Um, so she did all the, all the filming as, as lead DP. Right. And um, did a fantastic job. I mean, she was using a Red, um, red Dragon camera, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of drooled over, <laughs> being a tech nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw this thing on the ground and went, oh, my God, look at this. So it was like this massive rig with a full uh, crane arm over the top, and she had a couple of assistants. And <laughs> then we had we had um, riggers and lighting guys and and special effects people. And uh, we had Alex Choate, who was um, the art director for the film. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's quite a well known uh, prop maker and uh, and and arts guy for Hollywood. Um, again, another fantastic person. I met the the most amazing people, but there was probably thirty or forty people on set. Really? Oh wow! And not one of them got paid. <laughs> With the From what I hear, <laughs> budget of seven grand, I believe it. Yeah, yeah not that's... a single. So um, the entire thing was shot in a weekend. So okay. we did a, um, a we did a preliminary um, uh, sort of you know walk through on the Saturday, uh, and then we started filming on the Sunday. But um, <clears throat> I digress. Let me just uh, come back a little bit again because there was a bit of a comical scenario um, or a couple of comical scenarios before we uh, ended up getting on the plane. So, um, and my wife came over as well. So I, we paid for um, her ticket to go over as well so she could come with me. But anyway, um, the, the the first issue was we bounced the, the script back and forth. So the initial script for Guardsman, as you just saw the short film, mm-hmm. it kind of encompasses everything you know, you get that feeling of the grim dark. You get that feeling of suspense. You get that that whole you know interaction between a guardsman and a marine um, that they're just like, oh my god, it's a demigod type scenario. And so you don't really have to know anything about 40k to just go cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not where it began. <laughs> where it where it actually began was a much more complicated script, hmm. um, with a with a lot more. It would have it would have cost a hell of a lot more. Yeah. So initial the initial script was that uh, it was done in a hovel. Um, so you've got this old guy. He's reminiscing about the war. He's sitting at the table with his granddaughter um, and his and his daughter there. Um, and he's he's talking to his granddaughter about the war and you know you've got all these war sounds in the background and fighting etc because he's an old guardsman now initially being an old guardsman i've never heard that before but yeah true 
<laughs> the average lifespan of a guardsman, 15 hours or something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not fodder. No. It's basically so, a travel um, time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and which, again, I mean, as you saw on on the um, the short film, his, uh, his las gun fritzed out. It's kind of like, no, that shouldn't have happened. We want to bet. Oh, there we go. It's like, no, that shouldn't have happened. It should have just kept working. No, those things fry out all the time. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, it was done in his hovel and he's telling his uh, granddaughter all about the war. Uh, there's a knock at the door. He opens the door, you know, gets up and opens the door and it's one of the other um, uh, townsfolk. And he says, you know, come quick, come quick. The Groks are being attacked. Now I found out whether a Grok was a, you know, a 40k cow. And yep. um, so he he basically goes over, grabs his las, uh, LAS rifle, which is above the um, fireplace, and off he toddles. Um, and then, you know, out the door, door gets slammed, and you hear a lot of, you know, fighting and carrying on and bits and pieces. And the, the, the woman and her child are, are huddled, you know, sort of, down near the table near the fireplace and there's bashing on the door and all of a sudden the door swings open and here you've got, you know, this uh, mutant, whatever it is, uh, comes screaming in the door. And it's like, um, and uh, she screams, the kid screams. Um, she starts praying to the emperor, not realizing that, um, you know, the fireplace is a comms um, system to a satellite that goes up to, uh, well, it's sitting in orbit <laughs> that's there as an early warning system. Um, so she starts praying to the emperor, no God emperor, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as she gets through the, the, um, the prayer, uh, all of a sudden she gets gutted and lanced, you know, however, you know, blood everywhere and body parts, etc. Um, young girl runs out, uh, out the back door and is running through the field. She's got, uh, cultists chasing her, um, through the field, <laughs> and um, and all of, you know, you see this light in the sky as the uh, as the drop pod's coming down. Drop pod hits the ground, um, door swings, you know, door comes open, and out trumps me. Dom dom dom, big hero moment. Um, you know, saves the girl, beats up a, a couple of cultists, and end of film. Way too much for budget. <laughs> so, yeah, sounds more complex. Yeah, just way, more, way more, more elements, more characters, more elements, more more time, more characters, more elements, more time, more props, more everything, more costumes, more just everything. Yeah. Um, Probably take so longer that, than a weekend to film it too. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe a few so, weekends. And we we didn't actually destroy that script until we couldn't get the places to film, so they just weren't available. Right. Um, so the only thing that was available was a warehouse pretty much, mm -hmm. um, in South LA. Okay. So we, we thought, okay, oh, well, they, they thought I was just the costume guy that they were bouncing ideas off because I knew nothing about 40 K. Um, and which made me a great person to, to figure out, you know, from the masses, rather than the, you know, the super nerds that play 40K that are right into the law, all the rest of it, you know, you can, you can appease them. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it's like anything when you, you know, you've got your small amount of people that um, are really, really, really into it. 
and then it sort of you know cascades off from there so but how do you and this is one of the things i put forward to bowman is you know how do you make this thing watchable for people that aren't into 40k right and so we went back and forward a number of times and he came up with that beautiful script i mean it was gorgeous it was simple it was easy it was there was nothing really to it um then uh he managed upon eric steffens um to do, to play the guardsman and you know i said great we've got a guardsman and so about um, a week before i flew out to do the to do the filming um richard boylan rings me up and says terry i can't find a guardsman costume cheap enough <laughs> on on etsy or anything it's like you know it's costing a fortune and i don't think i'll get it in time any chance you can put one together <laughs> no <laughs> just way like, what no way <laughs> so so the guardsman costume you're seeing there um i didn't do all the cloth parts that's just you know um standard yeah standard clothing etc um and a little bit from the uh the the props department <laughs> mm-hmm. um like there's a bit of scarf there's his but there's his um his knife and things like that i didn't supply any of that um so his bayonet by the way the bayonet was real okay and it was from some crazy Russian guy over in Hollywood Hills. <laughs> I'm gonna so, I'm gonna open up your uh, your Facebook here mm-hmm. and uh, look at some stuff uh, because of uh, just fun factors. So, oh, fun fact, yes. <laughs> okay, so in addition, okay, <laughs> to the guardsman uh, film and the guardsman uh, or the uh, the space green. Uh, yes, I've made I've, I've made a life size Terminator. <laughs> okay, so if it took three months to make the Space Marine costume, how long? Five months. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> are the, and I'm assuming those are other cosplayers there. You did not make those costumes. Or I did. You made all of the costumes. No, 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 not 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 the not the Space Wolf. Um, that's another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the the costumes in the front there, I did everything but the red bits, okay. the red cloth bits. All right. So the girls actually did the red the, the red cloth, but shoulder I did all the pads, the, the weapons, the shoulder pads, and I, I've got my wife's um, costume here. So initially, my wife wanted to go as um, Saint Celestine, um, but a black Saint Celestine version, and there will be a photo of her somewhere in there um, with her fourteen and a half foot expandable wings. So, all right, I'm looking for... Uh... <laughs> yeah, you're going to be looking for that. <laughs> so, if you scroll right down, you'll, have to, I mean, you'll probably have to scroll right down. It'll be, Is it'll it past, like, down. the work in progress stuff? Yeah, uh, it'll be around there somewhere, a bit a bit higher than that. No, uh, I'd go up, I'd go up. I'd go up. <laughs> By the way, like, look at, I'm looking at the stuff and... <laughs> like, let, let's just pass all this awesomeness to find something else awesome. Uh is it it'll be in there somewhere which, otherwise otherwise i do have it on my phone here i can just flash it up and uh um, and show you on camera if you want to just put me back up quickly yeah um uh, whoops i've got a ring light there there we go okay wow expandable you said yeah so they're fully remote controlled cool <laughs> So they, they, they expand out in around seven seconds and retract in about seven seconds. 
Okay. So, um... so some questions for I got I, I'm burning with curiosity. Um, <laughs> so I, okay, I'm gonna go down to this one pic right here, right here. Okay, open this up. So the okay, arms... I'm, I'm, I'm watching your feed on the side here, so I can actually see what's going on. So it's a little bit of a delay. <laughs> so okay, the feet uh, the. Okay, I'm looking at the Terminator armor. You're inside there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The width of the shoulders, uh, in relation to that of a human, it's six foot wide. Okay. So, do you do you have any picks or anything, or could you explain how you get your arms inside and get everything moving? There's a video on YouTube of of me actually getting into the suit. Okay um and so it's it's huge i mean you gotta understand this thing weighs uh, it weighs 50 kilograms uh, all right so it's over 100 pounds okay it's uh, well over 100 pounds um and it is 10 foot four whoa. so i'm on i'm on 32 inch stilts or 34 inch i don't know i think i adjusted them but yeah you can see it on the ground there um where it's like literally just laid out uh to get a bit of a size um, now the power fist, I did trim down a little bit, made it a little bit more, um, uh, or less cumbersome. It's still, in my opinion, it's still a little bit too big. Um, I think I got the size of that just a little bit out, but, um, I did make up all of the, um, articulation for the fingers and everything because I didn't want to do the rubber band and drawstring scenario. Right. So every, everything is push pull rods. So, you know, in a pinch, if I want to replace it with oh, actual, cool. with actuators, I can put actuators in there to make the fingers move. Right. I'm just getting a so, shot um, here. Okay, so you put your your fingers in those loops. Yep. So it's it's very rudimentary. Um, you know, you use what you can. I think I used coat hangers or something there to make that. Oh, really? <laughs> and, and 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 the rods the rods are actually carbon fiber arrows that I had kicking around. Okay. Yeah, I can and see that now yeah. that you say that. I can see that totally. Yes. Mm. So um, and the rest is like I I do have. Uh, thanks to Tactical Edge Hobbies, um, they gave me a 50-watt CO2 laser cutter um, that they had kicking around and weren't using. Nice. So uh, that enabled me to be able to do a lot of the um, the cutting out of, you know, thick ABS plastics and things like that. Um, That's like the skeleton of the fingers, what we're looking at? Yeah, there, there's, there's, that, that kind of shows you the articulation and how it kind of works. There's, there's a bunch of different... Um, uh, I suppose, short videos out there to explain all of that. And um, what I'll do is give me one second. I'll grab the power fist from the Marine so you can have a bit of a look-see. So these pictures are the Terminator picks that we're currently looking at, right? Uh, yes, yes. So the power fist for the Marine, um, the original one was made with rubber bands and drawstrings. Um, I rebuilt the power fist for the suit um, with the proper articulation, and it's so much more comfortable. So this is the power fist here. So um, stick the fingers. There we go. So as you can see, oh, let me swing it around. So it's got all the articulation on the inside. Very cool. And then down inside there, um, you can see you put your hand down inside and. Um, once I put my hand down inside, then I can oh, if I can actually get my fingers to work. There we go. So <laughs> oh, that's great. It does, it, it does go all the way out. I just can't get my arm in there because I'm too fat right now. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. That's so, so um, cool. How tall is the Space yeah, I mean, Rain uh, costume there? How tall is that one? Uh, about he sits at around seven four seven five, um, at full height. Yeah, and uh, and I made a couple of other helmets as you saw in the beginning of the thing. This is um, a chaplain style helmet. Yeah. Um, How'd you get the originally? Yeah, <laughs> it's all foam. Cool. It's all it's all well. That's uh, foam clay, which is a, a, a putty style stuff that well it starts off as putty, then ends up hardening just like EVA foam. Yeah. And um, so I actually made a. Um, I 3D printed a skull um, at full size. Then I made a mold from it, um, and then I cast out the foam and you know push all the foam into into the into the mold, and then yeah, made myself a skull mask. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, before that you you and a buddy were making it, and then you ended up uh, finishing the project. Do you accept commissions for suits? No. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I might. I might in the future, but but see, here's the here's the uh, I guess here's the rub, as Americans say. Um, it costs way too much in time and um, and work uh, that you don't get paid for. Um, you're not mm. going to get somebody paying, you know, four or five thousand US for a suit. Um, so there is there is a couple, yeah there's a couple of guys out there that'll that'll rattle them out for. You know, eight hundred and fifty to a thousand US. Um, but you know, I'll tell you right now that with the cost of EVA foam alone, um, you're looking at around about you know around about a thousand dollars, about about seven hundred dollars in materials for. Yeah, you know, that's not using floor mats. That's actually using proper proper industrial grade foam. Now, um, is that uh, USD? Yeah, about 700 USD just for the materials alone. Um, and so then you've got the paint, then you've got, um, you know, any working stuff inside, like, you know, you know your articulations, your stilts, your... Um, and then I, I now use rollerblade boots on top of the stilts um, for, for much more, uh, you know, a greater balance hmm. uh, and control um, and comfort. <laughs> and then you've got, you know, your, your electronics, your fans, I mean... Like as you as you saw before, you've got lenses. Um, you know these sort of things don't just appear on the internet. <laughs> so when you're yeah, doing it's... the embellishments like that, like uh, it, how much of, the, of this is three D printed versus the sculpting out of the uh, the clay foam? Oh no, no, that's all three D printed. I'm 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 a terrible artist. I can't draw or sculpt. Well, I'm trying to sculpt an alien head right now and failing dismally. Uh, but um, but uh, I I kind of learned how to, um, well, I taught taught myself with the use of the internet uh, how to extract the models from Space Hulk Deathwing the game. Hmm. So that angel you're seeing on the front there is uh, I'm I'm okay with 3D you know 3D modeling and things like that, but I'm nowhere near that good. Uh, so. Anyway, I wanted to get some proper stuff. I couldn't find anything out there on the internet, um, so I, I, fi I figured out. It took me about three weeks to figure out how to extract the models and convert them. Um, so that angel is actually one of the door angels out of the game, mm. um, and you can see the other, the two angels, the one with the shield, and one with the sword, up on um, you know, either side of the hutch. Yeah. 
And uh, so all I did is extracted those and then trimmed them out so that they were only half an angel, so they could sit flush, you know, right. flat. That's right. And um, so if, if, and if this a lot of this is foam, where does the weight come? Is it the sheer mass of the whole thing, or like is a it's lot? It's the of sheer the... mass. I mean, you're, you're talking about um, just an amazing amount of like foam, but and you think when you think of foam, you think, oh, that's nice and light. But you start gathering a lot of it together. That's fair. Um, and then you've got, you know, a bit of steel reinforcing um, inside to make sure the thing doesn't crumple. You've got aluminium mm. or aluminium stripping um, to, you know, to create um, a framework inside which, you know, helps keep its shape. Um, even though the, the EVA foam is quite solid itself, it's still at that size can cave in on itself. Um, that, that reminds me of the saying like, oh, what's heavier, a thousand pounds of feathers or a thousand pounds of bricks? Uh, well, obviously it's bricks, but no, yeah, obviously no. not. So a <laughs> hundred pounds of foam is a hundred pounds of foam. But granted, there's other exactly. stuff there too, but there's just so much material that uh, now it's, it's large though. Like it takes up a large amount of space. Does it feel like? a hundred pounds when you have it all on or is it oh it feels like a thousand pounds yeah <laughs> i mean when you have this well actually no it, it's the beauty of it is the weight is distributed really really well yeah. um so i've got a a backpack harness set up inside from a black wolf hiking pack which i have stitched to a solid um EV, a solid abs plate which goes from my tailbone all the way to um above my shoulders and then wraps up over over around a steel bar that goes from shoulder to shoulder. So the shoulders are actually sitting on a steel bar um, and then hooked to it. The arms connect up and strap to that bar as well. So there, you know, you don't have to hold the arms up. They're actually held up by that, you know, in, in place by that steel bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got everything just hanging off that one steel bar. Right. And then... So once I put the harness on, all of that upper body weight, so the arms, the power power fist, the shoulders, um, the chest, it's all distributed over my entire upper body. Okay, so that makes more sense. So it's not not like all on your shoulders. It's it's kind of like... No. Yeah. So so it's, it's, it's a complete weight distribution. And then like from the bottom up, um, so the thighs... Um, then the cod piece, so the thighs get connected to the cod piece, cod piece gets connected to the harness. So I've got no major weight hanging on me. So when I'm standing still, it doesn't necessarily feel like you've got much weight on you at all. Now, right. it's, it's like wearing well, like wearing a really comfortable hiker's backpack that's got, you know, mm-hmm. say, you know, 20, 25 kilo in it. Right. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel too much until you try and take a step. <laughs> The moment you try and take a step, you feel like you're on Venus. It's ridiculous. I mean, the weight is just excruciating. Um, but yeah, I, I managed to walk um, in the Terminator in public without falling over. Oh, <laughs> uh, can't even. Can you imagine? Have you ever fallen over? Uh, I've come close, um, a couple, like in public, but I fell over in the Terminator. Oh. So not in public. Um, this is on the because I was making the Terminator for for a cosplay contest, right? A big cosplay contest, and uh, um, 
now it was during the Garsman shoot, actually, getting back to the Garsman shoot. It was during the Garsman shoot that uh, um, they said, they said, oh, you know, this is great, great costumes, blah, 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 blah. You know, what are you going to do next? I said, next, I'm going to build a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I should, I should learn to shut my mouth. <laughs> so, um, but again, I mean, I started um, with some internet plans for the Terminator uh, that were out there and I got a small way and then scrapped everything and started again. So the Terminator you're seeing is, is a model directly out of Space Hulk Deathwing mm -hmm. that I extracted, split into parts, turned into patterns and built. And you can see that in some of the, um, the, I think if you scrub up, um, somewhere <laughs> where you're on stilts. Yeah, I think I think it's it's way up. You'll see some computer um, sort of slightly grayed out models and stuff like that. That's um, Armor Smith Designer. So I managed, I took the took the the whole thing in. I guess much further up. It's up there somewhere. I saw it earlier. <laughs> but anyway, um, are you you're talking it, about the three D? There, yeah, yep. You can. That's that's the original uh, Armor Smith pictures. Mm. Oh, hang on. No, that's, that's sorry. That's the new one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> not, not that one. Not that one. That's that's the one I've, I'm, I'm currently going to be building. Um, so I'm making a Primaris Aggressor. Oh, very. Yeah, I was going to say, because that looked. That was not. A, yeah, it was not a Terminator. But Terminator was done in the same oh, fashion. Oh, an Aggressor is even bigger. Holy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, actually, actually, no, it's not. No, it's not. An aggressor is halfway between a space marine and a terminator in height, but when you put the rocket pack uh, and everything on, you're looking at around the same height, so around that ten foot mark. That's nuts. So um, yeah, and so I've I've built the costume or designed the costume up um, to be yeah, my you know, so I fit in the costume comfortably. Um, you know, you gotta. I gotta say, you got a good space marine face. Like you could, there could be a <laughs> model of you. And because I'm looking at this picture here, I'm like, yep, that fits. That looks like a space marine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, like you have some people that would be in there and be like, oh no, no, they're too young, or no, they just don't look like they. Yeah, you, you look like you fit in the universe, though. So that's well, the... thanks. I I am old too. That's the other thing. Is like I'm not I'm not like twenty. I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you look like you, you've uh, you could be a veteran of the long war, uh, but not like not old. You, you look like you you have experience. I should say chiseled, chiseled. Yeah, yeah you got that. Uh, you've been you've been through a few wars. You've got some yeah, battles. Been through a war. Yeah. So um, but yeah, when my when I built um the the uh, St. Celestine costume for my wife because she wanted a black version of it. Uh, I modified the armor so it wasn't the same as the model because the model was, again, it, was, it wasn't was practical. Um, and I honestly, I cannot stand that whole, you know, crossed over the boobs thing. What is that? Please. You know, the dinner plate boobs and crossed over and ah. it looks terrible. Yeah. So, so that's why I switched it around. So it was, um, and as you can see on those pictures, uh, it, it's far more, um, 
appealing. Yeah, it's more pra- You know, as you say that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I, I <laughs> they do that in yeah, movies I'm... too, right? Like in movies, where there's comic book movies, the, the adaptation, and they're like, you know what? Let's change the costume. Let's make it practical. Let's make it actually functional. Let's make it functional. I mean, the Guardsman costume is a perfect example. Now, um, you know, four days before, well, a week before he we flew out, um, Richard asked me to make the Guardsman costume. And so I started from scratch because I looked at uh, Katie and Garsman costumes or Katie and Garsman outfits and pictures. And I went, ew, you know, you, you, you want to, you want to wear like square blocky garbage. Ew. (laughs) So I kind of, I suppose, jazzed it up a little bit and made it a little bit more like, you know, how I would like body armor to be. Right. Um, And so, you know, if you, (laughs) If you see the um, the pictures of the armor itself and things like that, and it's probably way oh, there's my there's my wife with her wings. I think you just scroll past that. There it is. <laughs> Dang. So, uh, so um, some friends are into uh, anime, etc. So I made um, a hybrid space marine uh, wild wild pussycats helmet. Uh. <laughs> okay, you know, okay, I got to I just have to say this. You I've noticed with your stuff, like you you go big with like everything, <laughs> every project that you have. You're like, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's just do this big thing. Let's do let's do this bigger thing. All right, let's put wings. Let's just let's put massive wings. It's not just wings. This is massive wings. Hey, the massive wings was my wife's idea. She's like, "Do you reckon 14 feet is enough?" And I'm like, "Uh, honey." <laughs> Oh man! She like all I all I did with the wings was I did the um the and uh, like the design work for the frame uh, where yeah she did all everything else ah oh, and I did the soldering for the um you know for the, for the electronics parts of it but um, everything else she did herself so she built the wings she made the feathers uh, the the fake feathers etc she made all the you know all the wiring and the bits and she did everything um, she was amazing. Would you so, would you ever consider doing another film? Oh God, yes. Um, I've been I've been pushing the guys, uh, even like for the last few years, to try and get them all back together and get some funding and a budget to to actually make Guardsman the movie. I mean, we even have an idea for the story of it and how it's going to flow. We we got that far. That um, that would be super cool. That would, that and that would be, be really, really super cool. That'd be huge. Uh, and it was all going that way for, you know, we, we were looking at moving in and doing that um, until Angels of Death came along, obviously. Uh, right, and right. Richard, Richard Boylan and Bowman Modine both got hired by Games Workshop to make that animation. Oh, really? That animated series. Yeah. Awesome. So they're the two leads on it. Um, so that's, yeah, that was the very first um, Gold Coast Supernova 2018. There we go. Um, and as you can see, it's a, it's, it's quite a, a sexy little costume that my wife's got. Um, and that she's wearing a, a pleather stretch pleather bodysuit, which was my very first sewing job. I didn't make a pillow or, you know, a pillowcase or something like that, or, or a handkerchief. I made a stretch pleather body body bodysuit as my first sewing job ever. (laughs) (laughs) Go big. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. Who's the uh, and, who's the other uh, the, uh, the death company there? Is that death company? No, that's I no, can't... no, no. That's that's, that's Angel, Angels of Vengeance. Angels of Vengeance. 
Now, um, that's a friend of mine, John. Um, now, the the irony is Angels of Vengeance. Um, a lot of people ask me, why did I pick that chapter? It's like, you know, why do you pick any chapter in Warhammer? You don't look up the lore and all the rest of it. You go, oh, that's cool. It's black and got skulls. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool factor. It's uh, like aesthetic. It just spoke to you. Yeah. It's, it's the rule of cool. And it was a rule yep. of cool um, why I picked it. Now, on my shoulder of the Space Marine, you've got the arrow, right? Yeah. Um, now, I, I the picture I had, and obviously, as you know, I don't know enough about the lore and all the rest of it, but the, the picture of a Space Marine that I had, you could only see the arrow going one way. Right, right. You, well, you know, a tactical is arrow goes, yeah, it's got two, two heads, one on the front, one on the back. Yep. Yeah, mine doesn't. So I call it a suicide squad. <laughs> <laughs> we just go one way, one, one way. way. That's it. There's only one, one way. way to go. <laughs> That's great. Because the, the picture didn't have the, I couldn't see the back part of the shoulder, obviously. Right, right, right. And, and I was in too much, too much of a rush to actually get everything worked out. All the, all the like um, on there is on the shoulder is Pax Bellum, which is, you know, peace to war in peace Latin. War. Right. Yeah. Google Latin, not, not high Gothic. <laughs> Yeah. And I got I got I got raped by the law guys about that. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, yo, I can't believe you're just like, you know, using normal normal Latin. Ew. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. So here's here's a question, because I'm looking at your suit. And uh I don't did, did your friend make his suit? Or did you uh, I made his well, I made his suit for him as well. No. Um he made he got as far as making the boots. because uh, the uh, the then, proportion is uh, and not just the height. I mean, like the the width of the costumes are different. Uh, in yeah. Um, so because I was using a template uh, initially, the, like obviously there's a lot of modifications and bits and pieces that go on um, as you're building. Yeah. Uh, now my the way I stand and the way I move in mine is entirely different to the way John moves in his. Right. Um. So I'm far more comfortable in it. Yeah. Where he's not. Uh, even though they, they're sort of made about the same, it, it doesn't mean like just being a person and getting in a space marine costume doesn't mean you can actually move in one and and you know and look good when you're doing so. Right. It takes it takes a lot of practice walking like a cowboy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah, the, the, the uh, wide stance. Yeah. See, I've got I've got the wide stance going on in that picture. Actually, more wide than I should, but I got a wide stance going on. Um, John's. Yeah, he's kind of legs are together. Yes, um, I noticed that, and I noticed the the the, the torso is uh, thicker on yours, but it's in proportion to your suit, so it doesn't look yeah. off. It looks right. John's also about six inches taller than me as well. <laughs> so okay, so that's uh, just you know that's probably indicative of how it would be if uh, it were a real life sized universe kind of come to life. Like the the suits would be slightly different size from each other. It's not every single one yeah i mean i i i'm a true believer in that as well so um but i think i'd john may have his stilt set a little higher as well or something like that at the same time so but you know there's a lot of different little bits and pieces um that go into the suit i guess you know his cod piece is looks like it's actually longer in the stomach so he's probably mm -hmm. at that point it's dropped down too far and his thighs uh, have dropped down a little bit too far as well so it's, it probably needed just that little bit of extra adjustment to bring it up back into proper proportion um 
So yeah, that is and, the and getting, one you're talking about. Though, getting right? to yeah, getting yeah, that's the second one I was talking about. Now getting to the proportion side of things is one of the reasons why they chose me for the um, guardsman shoot mm-hmm. is because a lot of space marine costumes out there they're either short and stocky and stumpy, yep. um, or they they look out of proportion in some form or fashion. Yeah. Now the patterns that we use, the JF Customs patterns, um, are still done in that old style, but um, we ran into a bit of a problem because I was using um, the JF Customs um, patterns use a 8 to 10 inch riser in the boots to give you the height. Mm-hmm. Now, I ordered painter stilts. So those, pl- those painter stilts, you know, the, the ones you put on, they sort of flex forward slightly. And yep. um, yeah, I've got a set floating around here somewhere, but uh, <laughs> um, which is for the next costume. But um because i was using 15 inch stilts instead of 10 i couldn't cut the stilts down so and thanks to my lovely wife coming up with the with the idea to do it while i was completely you know just brain dead on the whole project um she basically said why don't you make the shins um longer okay I said, okay so I made the shins longer. So I, 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 put, I threw the other shins out that I had and I made another set of shins to, to fit. So you notice the shins are quite significantly longer. And then, so I did that, but then it looked like I had chicken legs. Because <laughs> they were too and long. And they were too long. And so I'm just, I'm just agonizing over it. And she said, well, why don't you just make the, the, you know, the, the cod longer? So I added another, like, six to eight inches on the top of the cod piece that tucks up underneath the chest. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so we lowered the cod down a little bit. So it was, it wasn't sitting right up in your crotch. Um, and that, that made the body longer. So the legs were longer. The body was longer that brought the arms back into a little bit better proportion. Um, so the other, the other, um, problem is it's, you know, T-Rex arms, right? Because everybody, everybody wants to use their own hands. Well, I chose not to. So we've got hand extensions. Yeah. So I got the I got the power fist, which is fully articulated, and then John's obviously he's got a a, a fancy looking sword, um, and yeah, so and a bolter as well. So, um, but it's just fake hands. They're just made out of solid foam wrapped around the um, <laughs> around the weapon. They're they're non functional, mm-hmm. but they are like an eight inch, eight inch extension on your existing arms. Eight inch, you said. Yeah, around about eight, eight inch. I worked out the proportions of, you know, when you were standing there to where your hands are supposed to be sitting at your sides. And, and yeah, that was around about right. Right. Interesting. So, and it's, it's, it's that proportion that gives you the difference. Yes. Um, and this is, this is where the downside of the Terminator armor is. Is because it's done to proportion. It's done to size, you know, as in to to, to proper height, proper size. Right. I've got this tiny little head, <laughs> <laughs> and that was the biggest thing on the internet. Is everyone just went, "Oh my god, your head's so tiny!" It's like, yeah, sorry. It's in proportion. <laughs> I, I I apologize for having a tiny head in a ten and a half foot costume. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Terminator helmet? Yeah, 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 yeah. The helmet you can actually see. The reason I wasn't wearing the helmet um, is because in, when I'm in public, in a public in, um, arena, um, wearing a helmet in a costume is really dangerous uh, uh, unless you've got helpers. Right. 
So, Makes so there's the original picture. But um, if you come down, you'll actually see the helmet. Yeah, there you go. There's a the helmet. So I, I put it on for photos and bits and pieces. But because you can't see out of the eyes, mm-hmm. um, I actually have a, a camera system built into it. No way. Yes. Oh, so I've got an cool. I've got an iPhone six that sits at the nose and then I've got a wireless camera, which sits in the hutch. That's awesome. And, uh, so that gives me sort of like a, you know, a, a, a great view. Now there's fans built into the costume as well. I've got body fans, uh, inside the chest. Then I've got, um, about six fans inside the helmet to circulate air. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I found that, that in a big costume, one of the th- most important things is keep your head cool. Mm. Uh, because it keeps the rest of your body reasonably cool. Mm-hmm. So even though you're overheating, you're sweating, et cetera, if your head starts overheating, then you're going to get faint. Mm-hmm. But if you say if you say you're relatively cool, you can stay in there for a lot longer. And so when I'm tromping around without a helmet, I'll be I'll be sweating like you know profusely, and I'll put the helmet on because I'm in an air conditioned environment. I'll put the helmet on to cool down. Interesting, because it sucks the air in through the ears, uh, and then blows it around my head and then out. That's so cool. And so the amount the amount of thought that goes into building a costume and and you know and setting up this sort of stuff is it's immense. I mean, people don't realize how much goes into it. So um but you can see the the uh Primaris helmet there as well. Oh yes, I've got a plasma pistol floating around here somewhere too. <laughs> um but that yes, that Primaris helmet, um I hadn't made a Primaris helmet before. I was just mucking around, but um uh, Chapter Master Volrak from UK. Uh-huh. Um, he rang me up and said, um, no, sent me a Facebook message first. He says, do you do commissions? Mm-hmm. And I went, nope. <laughs> <And he> goes, <laughs> I'm seeing a trend he goes, here. I'm seeing a trend. He goes, he goes what would it take? <laughs> he didn't give up. He's like, what would it take? Um, and I said, well, look, I, I'll, I'll do it as a favor. I said, we'll do, we'll do a couple of interviews and bits and pieces, you know, a couple of, you know, mm-hmm. a couple, a couple of live streams together and I'll make you a helmet. There it is. And I've seen this helmet and in his videos. He's, he loves it. He, he did an unboxing video and et cetera. But um, the irony is everyone looks at the paintwork and they go, oh my God, you know, that's wow. But that's house paint. Okay. That's external all weather decking paint. Okay. It costs like US about um, 20 bucks a gallon. <laughs> okay. Give or take. Yeah. Get it in any color you want. And um, so instead of going through the, the huge process of, you know, primers and undercoats and et cetera and all this sort of stuff, I simply just paint the thing with house paint and be done with it. Hmm. So it's, that's a single coat of house paint over the top of the bare foam itself. Um, and then. A uh, bit of airbrushing and and dry brushing details, and you're done. That's it. It's it it's quite um, I suppose effective. So I I got to admit something. Uh, when here I'm going to switch back to uh, to this mode just for a sec. It was because of his helmet that inspired me to uh, reach out to another cosplayer to have this commissioned. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he uh, does some really good work, that boy. So Leonardo Lucas, this is, uh, this is him. And he does commissions for helmets. I'm not sure about like full body suits or anything, but uh, 
And he's uh, currently doing another one, which uh, will match the suit of armor behind me and not just have this one. And so when that's cool <laughs> how it originated with you, because had you hmm. not made that for Valric and had that not been in the background of his videos and me not seen it, uh, I would not have had the inspiration to want to get my own. Hmm. So, so, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how much did that helmet cost you? Uh, I, let me see. It was in euros, I think. Uh -oh. oh, you can give it to me in euros. It's fine. I think. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look it up and give you, because <laughs> it was a different I mean, currency, and then I had to, like, calculate it, and the, then, yeah, it was reasonable. The downside is, yeah, the downside is, is, is a lot of people, um, you know, they they'll come up to me and ask me if I can do a, a commission or something. And they'll say, oh, you know, I've got a hundred bucks. Yeah. And it's, it's like, no, I wouldn't. Even, no. no, I mean, I'm not going to get out of bed for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, to go through all the effort of, of setting up. But if, if I'm actually mass producing um, something like, for instance, I did do a commission originally for the guardsman armor. Mm -hmm. um, I had a local, a local hobby store that uh, wanted six suits of guardsman armor. Oh, wow. And I, I charged them about us. It was about uh, 180 a suit. Um, that sounds that really low. Uh, it was insanely low. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't know what to charge or anything like that. But I, again, I mass produced it. I punched it out, and I had the. I had six suits done in two weeks. Okay. Um, which yes, getting back to the guardsman shoot <laughs> before we flew out, I, I I built the entire guardsman costume in four days um, <laughs> before we flew out. That's awesome. Including including the laz. <laughs> so. Nice. Including so the gun. Wow, that was part of the four is, days. Yeah, this is this is also EVA foam, so the whole thing's EVA foam. Even the and, the tubes. Well, the, the, no, the tube the tubes are plumbing pipe. Yep. Okay. Yep. I so, can see that. Real simple, and you know, again, pretty effective. This has still got the movie blood on it after so many years. <laughs> That's so cool, man! I love it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, commissions are a tough thing because. Um, you've, you've either, uh, you either char charge not enough too much or people aren't happy enough with the work, even if it's like incredible. I mean, you know, here's, here's another thing that I've done, which is a, um, uh, this is not, this is just, I did this for myself cause I like Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, as you can see the finish on that, it's not, it's not amazing, but I wouldn't, consider that being good enough as you know something i would sell it's good enough for me for a home and stuff like i that. see okay but, i see yeah that but to go to the effort to make something uh what, what they call a hero prop right which is you can get a full close-up on it and bits and pieces yeah that can get into the thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars i was seeing this uh, behind the scenes for uh, uh the new justice league movie and they were talking about hero props and the different mm -hmm. guns that Batman uh, and the guns like the grappling guns and the, that type of gadgets that he yep. was making and the, the extent that they go to to make these types of things. Uh, you probably recognize one of these. <laughs> oh, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. Uh, it, I mean, camera camera wise, like, yeah, it, it certainly does it. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, and that's the thing is 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 to do a hero prop. Um, a lot of people expect hero prop quality, 
um, but they have a beer budget. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, I want to buy a costume from Etsy out of China. <laughs> okay, go for it. But uh, then somebody turns around and says to me, oh, you know, do you do commissions? Um, can I have a custom suit built? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Where do you, well, I mean, honestly, where, where do you, where do you go with that? Yeah. It, it's actually, it looks like it is a hobby made manifest. Like I'm looking at that suit and like, that's, that's hobby hours. It's, yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's a hobby made manifest and that's, that's all it, it is. I mean, uh, I've got a couple of uh, friends now that are prop makers in Hollywood and um, yet I'll tell you right now, it's a loveless job. Uh, you've got zero time and zero budget to complete miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone who thinks it's fabulous, nope. <laughs> and, and, and obviously, you know, most people, they don't appreciate the beauty of the prop in the film. Right. It's like, it's just a thing. Um, so, you know, props and costumes are, are certain elements of, of films that most people don't see and they don't appreciate because they just see the person in the costume or the person wielding the prop. Um, yeah, there's so much detail that's exactly, missed. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you get nerds like me that just go, oh, my God, look at that pistol or <laughs> look at that sword. or you know. So, you know, I, I nerd out on the props rather than anything. Oh, I always have. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's there. there is a lot to a lot to do. But what do I do commissions in the future? Man, maybe once I've got my new workshop set up and everything, I, I might actually do commissions because, again, um, you know, uh, other people that are uh, that that build cosplay and build uh, costumes um, to sell, uh, like Banford Studios, he does a lot of um, of resin casting and things like that. So he'll he'll rattle off twenty or thirty or forty of, of the same helmet or the same gun mm. or something like that. Yeah, and and so you Crazy. know, yeah, and so you can you can cut the price down then because you can amortize your expenses across the entire production run. Whereas if you're making a one-off, that's a one-off. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I had uh, Volrick ask me, how much would you charge for a helmet like this? And I couldn't give him a price because, you know, I spent, and I didn't have patents for that helmet. I had to make the patents for it. Mm. <laughs> so, um so I had to start from scratch. So it took me around three weeks of mucking around and uh, and about four or five prototypes to get it done. And um, so there's a lot of a lot of build time, a lot of a lot of screwing around and all the rest of it before I had it right. Mm-hmm. So there's a so, lot of a lot of trial and error. Well, how do you how do you you don't you can't charge for that? Yeah. And so um yeah, so when when somebody says, you know, how much for a helmet? You go, <laughs> you have no idea. So, uh, Terry, uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut the uh, the stream. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest today and uh, spilling your knowledge here and uh, sharing all your your fun uh, everything. Like it, it's actually it's a combination <laughs> of, of depressing and inspiring at the same time. Because it's what do you like, mean depressing? It's, it's it like, can't be depressing. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to make one. What? Three months? Ah! And so like that's that's the depressing well, no, aspect. Hang on, let's 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 just cover that quickly. Um, there is a group on Facebook called 40k Cosplay. 
Um, if you're interested in building costumes, come join that group. It doesn't take, like you can build a space Marine in two weeks if you want to put the effort in. Um, the patterns and the knowledge and the know-how and the tricks and, and the shortcuts are all in that group. Um, Actually, hold on. If, if, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to share that link. Um, yep, please do. So um, 40, 40K Cosplay on Facebook. Uh, it's got about, I think we've got about 4,500 members. I'm one of the admins for it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's an awesome group where we just decided, what the hell? We've got to get the 40K Cosplayers together. And there's so many crafters and builders and, and, and people that are involved in 40K even just hobbyists, uh, you know, pe people that do the miniatures, miniature painting, mm. things like that, um, you know, come there to just nerd out. <laughs> okay, I and, see. Um, so here it is. <laughs> I just see Krillin1985 has gone, ooh, I'm part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, Terry. Uh, it, it's been awesome. I, I love seeing, I love learning uh, the, the process. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's been awesome. I mean, it's you know, it's been a long time coming, but we we got there. <laughs> and, um, and and also, if you guys haven't seen Guardsmen, check out the short film as well. Uh, the, please do. And uh, yeah, and uh, stay in touch, and let's see the the cool things that you make in the future. I think that'd be sweet. Uh, thank you very much, everybody. Happy war gaming. We'll see you next week. <laughs>